welcome to another episode of Accessibility. It's a show on YouTube where I talk about the video game industry, accessibility, and representation. Basically, how can we help more people to play games, and more people to see themselves in the games they play? As a gamer with ADHD who often multitasks other forms of media while playing video games, I really appreciate handheld game consoles. From the ability to play games while travelling, to the ability to shiny hunt in Pokemon while I'm watching TV, I really appreciate being able to have my games on a smaller form factor in my hands. However, handheld gaming is not as accessible a form of gaming as many other kinds for certain disabled users, and many of the reasons why this is start at the design stage for these handhelds. So today, on Accessibility, we're going to be talking about handheld game console accessibility. We're going to talk about some of the accessibility hurdles that come with handheld game consoles, some of the solutions that exist that may make handheld consoles easier for disabled users to play, and why some of these issues are likely to stick around for at least another couple of handheld generations, if not more, unfortunately. Just by the very nature of handheld consoles being portable, it's an unavoidable fact that they are going to have smaller screens than your home TV setup for PC or console gaming. Smaller screens can be more difficult for blind or partially sighted gamers to make out details on, which is often not helped by the resolution of those screens, or the resolution of games running on those platforms. Many games, to be able to run on a handheld, have to make sacrifices to graphical detail, and as a result are more difficult to make out details in. While there will always be some limit to reasonable handheld console screen sizes, there are some things we can do to help with this. Making sure your handheld console has support for a system-level screen magnifier, so users can zoom in on smaller details, does help, and game developers ensuring that they include option settings to change the font size and the UI size in their games helps too. Additionally, settings such as high contrast mode seen in a lot of Sony first-party titles recently would really help a lot of games on smaller screens be more visible. Lastly, console manufacturers producing larger screen variants of their handheld helps as well, as Nintendo did with the DS XL and the 3DS XL. Unless we're talking about mobile phone games played vertically, most handheld gaming consoles require two hands to comfortably hold and operate. 16x9 widescreen format becoming the standard for games has necessitated modern handhelds moving towards a horizontal form factor, usually with controls physically spread apart on opposite sides of the screen. This places controller inputs further away from each other than they would be on a controller, with any attempts to stretch between them causing the hand to be placed over the screen. Many gamers who can use a single hand to operate a modern console controller cannot do the same with a rigid static handheld. Handheld consoles are also typically rigid input layouts, unable to be altered. With home consoles or a PC, players can customise their layout with third-party controllers or accessibility-focused peripherals. One handheld console that somewhat mitigates these issues is the Nintendo Switch. Due to the fact that its controllers are detachable and can be switched out for different controllers, this allows players to swap in larger controllers if those are easier to hold, or third-party controllers with additional buttons in different locations, or third-party controllers with their sticks differently located, for example. The Switch allows players to place the console on a table in front of them and use their controllers wirelessly. This allows players who can use a standard controller one-handed to place it on the table and play their games while travelling. Beyond that, most modern gaming handhelds are heavy, at least compared to traditional controllers, 
due to their having to contain the console innards and screen, as well as the controls themselves. This can be an issue for gamers with poor strength in their hand, or chronic pain exacerbated by pressure in the hands. This is more of an issue with some handhelds than others, and largely depends on how the manufacturer has tried to balance portability with performance. The Nintendo Switch is not as light as some handhelds of the past, but is apparently considerably lighter than the upcoming Steam Deck, for example. Again, the Nintendo Switch being able to be placed on a table using its kickstand mitigates some of this, a little, but that form factor isn't always convenient. Not every time someone wants to play a handheld game will they have a table to place their Switch on, and as such, having a kickstand and adaptable controllers isn't a substitute for actually considering handheld weight. This is a balancing act, and will continue to be as handheld manufacturers try to balance portable performance, but it's something I hope to see kept as a consideration for portable handhelds. While some modern handhelds have started to adopt rumble as a standard, historically the functionality has not been a part or a priority of handheld gaming. This may not seem to be a big deal to some, but for many gamers with disabilities, physical cues are easier to follow than audio or visual cues. As such, the move towards their inclusion in handhelds has been a positive for accessibility in the industry. Lastly, I want to take some time to look at Nintendo's approach in the past to handheld form factor redesigns. Several Nintendo handhelds have, during their lifespans, had redesigns which have made them more accessible to hold for disabled gamers. The Game Boy Advance SP moved all of the handheld's buttons much closer to each other, able to be pressed one-handed without stretching over a screen, and with a smaller, less wide form factor to worry about holding. The DS XL was easier to hold for many people with fine motor control issues, and the 2DS, with its wedge-shaped design, was easier for many gamers with coordination disabilities to hold comfortably. While many of these issues with handheld console design are likely to stick around for a while to come, it's important we're talking about them. For many people like myself who like handhelds how they are now, and like the direction they're going in, it's really important that we not forget about who they are not currently serving, because it's very easy to get sucked into what works for you, and I know for myself, I've many a time gone, oh yeah, I don't mind a little extra weight if it makes my Nintendo Switch more powerful, I don't mind uh, some of these compromises to get a better experience for me, without always stopping to think about who that leaves behind, and it's important we get that balance right, because I don't need my console to be more powerful at the expense of more weight if it's going to mean more people can't play it, and you know, time will make better technology lighter weight, it will make better technology smaller form factor. There is a pace at which we can progress handheld console design in which we aren't going to automatically exclude a bunch of disabled gamers in the process, and I think that that's a trade-off worth us making. <laughs>